And we're back. Stripe Show podcast on a Tuesday. I'm your host, Travis Fulton. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for joining us live on X. Of course, you can listen to the Stripe Show podcast, all of our audio platforms. And you want to look at our faces and some of the things that we look at here. We got some video for you here today. Uh, go to my YouTube channel at Travis Fulton Golf. Thank you for being here. The man. Joins me every Tuesday. Had a big week last week at Read the Line. Mr. Keith Stewart, you made some money last week. Well done, my friend. We did. Uh, we came close in the outright market. We had a third and a fifth. Uh, Fitz had an interesting Sunday, but um, just cleaned up and placements. Live betting is the way, man. If you're not yeah. paying attention to Read the Line all weekend, we went seven for nine in live bets. Placements. I like, you know, Brian Harmon picking him up on Friday for a top 10. And then, mm-hmm. I mean, he absolutely blitzed the weekend um, and a bunch of head to heads. So it was, uh, it was good. It was good. Let's get into it because uh, it seems like Hawaii is good for us. Yeah, it is. Hawaii is good. And, you know, all weekend, as I watched Chris Kirk start to climb the, the leaderboard and get up there. And when I saw him grab the lead, I was like, you know, Chris Kirk, he knows how to win. Um, yeah, people forget, you know, before Chris, uh, took some time away from golf back in 2019, 2020, uh, to work on himself, uh, you know, he quit drinking and then he came back and he, he won again last year. Um, uh, and then he wins here again, big event in Hawaii. That's six wins now on the PGA tour. You know how many Xander Shoffley has seven. Oh boy. All right. Your boy. Your boy Xander sniffed the lead. <laughs> Stop. Stop sniffed it. The lead, All right. uh, on uh, going into Sunday and went backwards. Uh, more on that later. Ooh. But to not Chris Kirk. And and the word that you or the term that you used last week was win equity. That was something yep. you're going to be paying attention to. Uh, and, and Chris Kirk has win equity. Six wins now on the PGA Tour. Impressive stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, this week alone, when we get into the board, there's going to be a lot of names that are going to keep coming up. And – do they have win equity? And I mean, we didn't talk about Chris. He was 200 to whatever, but little did we know he was playing golf lefty and that was his secret to his success. <laughs> I don't know, but he, I, you know, I love Chris because I had him at Honda last year, which is mm-hmm. now what cognizant, but that was the first RTL outright of the year last year at 30 to one. And he won the playoff over Cole. And, you know, a lot of people will point towards him putting the ball in the water, going for the par five and two on the 72nd hole and say, oh, geez, he couldn't handle the pressure. But then he came back and birdied the the first playoff hole. He was going to win that thing in regulation over Cole. And you got to say to yourself, all right, so maybe there is something to this guy. And, you know, those Georgia Bulldogs, man, those guys are impressive on the golf course. Um, Not always the biggest names. But do you notice how – I wonder what those practices were like during back in the day, man, because think about some of the guys that were on those teams, Kisner, mm-hmm. Todd, Kirk, Bubba. You know, like they, they all win. They all win. They do. Right? And then comparatively speaking, you know, you might go across state to like a Georgia Tech or an Oklahoma State. And, you know, like is Oklahoma State getting as many wins out of the Ricky Fowlers and, and those guys of the world? I know Victor – is hot right now, but like, man, Georgia, something was going on there because mm-hmm. even their, you know, their middle tier PGA tour players, Keith Mitchell. I mean, these guys win Keith Mitchell. Yep. They win, you know, and uh, it's impressive and uh, kudos to Chris Kirk, man. You know, I, it, um, I was on a show this morning on sports grid and they were talking about Ken Siwoo repeat. 
And I said, if anyone's going to repeat this week or do back to back, it's probably going to be Kirk. Yep. <laughs> you know, I agree. Jeez. Yeah, I agree for sure. So no, he's, he, and, and he's such a great guy. I mean, he, he's someone that if you, if you hang around Chris Kirk at all, you, you can't help to, to cheer for the guy. I got to know him a little bit, um, three or four years ago. He was kind enough when he was making his comeback. He was one of my first guests uh, when I was first starting out on the Stripe Show podcast. And he was very open about his journey to sobriety. Um, the things that he needed to change, his outlook on life, his, what his family meant to him, the whole bit and, and where golf fit into that. Just a complete recalculation of Chris Kirk, the man. And, uh, he's out there. I know Brendan Todd. I don't know if you mentioned that name's his best friend. Um, they spend a lot of time together. Uh, he's a Georgia Bulldog and, uh, and, and he has just found his I- game. He's just found his game. And oh. when I saw him on the leaderboard, I was like, this guy is not going to go backwards. You're going to have to go get him because he is so steady. And I agree. I, I, I think as we get into the board this week, I, I, I have Chris Kirk circled. Uh, this is a guy that's played well here uh, at Wildlife. He finished third for crying out loud last year. He's got a second back in 2021. I don't think he's wear himself out. I have no doubt Chris Kirk won that event, went back to his hotel room, just had himself a, uh, something to eat. Uh, probably watched a movie and went to yeah. bed, got his rest, and he's going to be showing up at Wildline like, hey, guys, I'm here, and let's go again. I mean, I have no doubt Chris Kirk will be ready to go to to try to get his uh, back-to-back win to start the season. Hey, you mentioned Brendan Todd. I mean, I think he had the TV highlight of and the social media clip of the weekend, for sure. When he hit that ball out of bounds in the final round on 14, and within three seconds, you know, he had had the cl- had the driver thrown – and the uh, the marshal or the volunteer had the arm up, out of bounds, yeah. right off the tee on the drivable par four. And then then the next next picture, they go back to Todd, and he's like like on the like picking up two pieces of his driver off the ground. I'm like, oh man, this guy's like a couple shots off the lead. He's got two par fives to go. He's one of the shortest hitters on the PGA Tour, straight, mind you, and he's he's a great player. But like three woods not going to get you there, Brendan. You know, it's, it's like. Don't go up, dude. Do not go up. All right. You ready to make the uh you ready to make the journey over to Honolulu? Yeah, let's do it. Sony Open, Wildlife Country Club. Today's podcast brought to you by Bow Golf Simulators. Wildlife Country Club par seventy. Seven thousand and fifty yards. What a contrast from Last week, yeah, where you had the big fairways, and now you go to to Wiley and the and the fairways tighten up a little bit. Um, you know, I look at this course. I I, I watch these courses uh, closely. I watch a lot of golf this time of year. I mean, it's it's tough to beat. Late night Thursday, Friday, crawling it's bed. Nice. It's nice. Turn that on, sun. Oh, the the ocean. I mean, it's just, it is, it's one of my favorites. It really is that these two weeks and in, in watching golf on TV. So, you know, I look at this course, I went back to my notes and uh, I'll sprinkle a few things in here and then I'll give you the floor on what kind of player we're looking for. Of course, see, you mentioned he won here in 2023, the deck, he's got a win here in 22. And then a couple of live guys, Kevin non 21. I was on that, by the way, I hit that one. Cameron Smith in 2020. Nice. And, so it's it's shorter. We know that. Uh, it's tighter. 
it doesn't feel like length's going to be uh, near the advantage as we know um, it is at Kapalua. Uh, approach game, a lot of mid to, to short irons. Around the greens, I think we could push it down a little bit. Not too challenging here. Um, and then, of course, putting, you're going to have to be able to deal with these Bermuda greens. Still a little undulation, not as fast as maybe as we'll see in the States as we as we get into the summer and whatnot. Um, but the rough can be, it can be a little challenging here in places, it, it feels like. You know, you miss the fairway. You certainly got to read the lies here. Um, it can be hit and miss. You can get some flyers, those kinds of things. But nonetheless, you look at the scores, 18 under, 23 under, 21 under. We need someone that can keep it in front of them. Give me some approach game. And my God, just like last week, Chris Kirk, who led the field in putting, you got to make some putts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think average strokes gained by the last 10 winners there, uh, six plus on the field with the flat stick. So uh, Bermuda grass putter, you got to be able to get after it with that. Uh, you know, it's interesting. This comes up every year when we go to YLA and we're talking about a very classically designed golf course by Seth Rayner back in 1929. The PGA tour has been here since 1965, only host of the Sony open. So there, there's a lot of tradition and history here and it's the second most predictive course on the PGA tour. Now I, I start to think about things like that. When, when you make a statement like that, it's pretty powerful stuff because number one, the most predictive course is Augusta national golf club and, and the masters. So like, how does this Sony Open become the next? I mean, it's not Riviera. It's not Mirfield Village. No, it's it's here. Mm-hmm. And when I see stuff like that and I'm starting to research and handicap a tournament, that instantly makes me say, okay, there's definitely the trend is your friend. You know, the old betting mm-hmm. sta- statement. And we got to look at some trends alongside the fact that, yeah, you got it. You got to. You got to be able to approach the, you know, the greens from 125 to 175. You've got to be good with the putter on Bermuda grass. You've got to be straight off the tee to keep it between the palm trees. A lot of dog leg lefts down the stretch. I mean, I get all that stuff, but why is it that 16 of the last 17 winners of the Sony have played YLA country club at least once prior? Mm. So we have 33 first timers coming in this week. And the betting favorite, Ludwig, is one of them. Mm-hmm. And the last first-timer to come in and win was Russell Henley in his rookie year when he won. And of the 16 of the 17, he's the one that that did it, right? But all the rest of them have played here before. Not to mention the fact that we've been doing this two for since, what, like 1999? And over the last 20-plus years, 70% of the winners of the Sony played the century the week before. Now, Granted, the century players are good players. They were mm-hmm. your tournament of champions guys, but still they're also a little warmed up and they're going against the field of 144, which a third of them is guys that might be rookies from Corn Ferry or coming over from DP World Tour or, or something of that nature. You know, last 10 years, average winning scores 18 under par. And then for what we love to talk about on Tuesdays is the betting odds. And when you look at that over the last five years, that middle tier, that like 40 to 50 range, right? The last five years, your average winners, pre-tournament odds are plus 4,700. Over the last 10 years, it's plus 4,900. So par four scoring, putting, I get it. You know, approach with the scoring clubs, you know, wedge, nine, eight iron, all of those things. But if your card, I feel like, doesn't match up to what I was just talking about there, I don't think you're going to be on the positive end 
by the end of the, by, you know, come Sunday. Yeah. Well, a couple of, the, so some first, some first time players here. Uh, you mentioned, uh, are, are we going with Oberg? Is that what it is? Aberg. Oberg. Oberg. See, I didn't, when I had him on the podcast, I, that didn't register with me. That's not the way I felt like we were going to be going down with this, with the last name. So it's, it's, we're going with Oberg. All right. Noted. So I'm told. Akshay. Akshay. Good week last week. This is first time here. Great week. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to get Pearson uh, Cootie out there. His, yeah. his first time there. Uh, Fitzpatrick? First yeah. time. First time. Matthew Fitzpatrick. That's a big name. Notable name here. Yeah. Uh, first time here based off what you just said. Hatton. Yep. We talked about this last week a little bit, the first time at Kapalua. And yep. uh, we had a little back and forth going with Hatton and, um, and, uh, and Fitzpatrick and, and you, and you know, they tied, right? And, and you, I know you're watching that because we were, we were texting back and forth on between. Oh yeah. And they tied T12. So we can, we can leave that alone now. All right. Yeah. Uh, Robert McIntyre first time. Yeah. Um, you know, Justin Rhodes, you got to go away. I think you got to go a ways back. He's been here before. Yeah. He had a run up about 10 years ago, yeah. but mm-hmm. uh, he's played it like four times, but like three of them were before 2010. So. Yeah. It's, it's been a, it's been a while. Uh, yeah. Will Zalatoris, Keith Stewart, is back in the field. He is. Yeah. Will Zalatoris, I am excited about that. Is back in the field. So those are some names. Uh, got her up first time. I mean, those are just some names that you kind of look at who who's been here, who hasn't. But um, you know, certainly Fitzpatrick, Hatton, Ober, Batia. You start looking at, you know, do you, do you stretch it and, and, and bet some of those? I mean, Hatton and, and Fitzpatrick are, are up there in some of your shorter odds. Um, Something to think about as we uh, get into the board. All right, let's get at it. A little something we like to kick off. We're looking at the board. A little first look. Take it. The postman. Boom. There he the is. Man. All right. Everybody. Hey, here's the deal. All right. Everybody wants to talk about Matt Kuchar at the Sony, Matt Kuchar at Wailea, right? I give you Matt Kuchar 2.0. Right there in front of you, right? They're built the same. They both live at Sea Island. They're both very above average ball strikers and they're both great putters. Postman fifth last week at the century. Word out of Sea Island is he's hitting the ball as his ball striking is as good as it's ever been. And we know right there, the flat stick, it, it, yeah. it worked, yeah. right? So for me, and of course his odds, you know, if the, he starts the week at about 40 and he's already down to 33. So, mm-hmm. I mean, people listen to us. That's not, that's part of what I'm saying. But also what I'm saying is that the world is, they can run their own models and spreadsheets and everything and they could figure these things out. And, you know, the guy's good right now. I mean, he's been on a heater since what, 3M that we've been betting him off and on. And this thing's going to pay off soon because JT Poston wins. He's yeah. got win X. He can get the job done. And uh, he's shown it before, and uh, that's why I'm first clicking him. Well, one of the things that we talked about back in July, you mentioned the 3M Open, was the improvement uh, in his approach game. Uh, his iron yeah. game really got better, and he started to put up some good numbers, uh, plus five, plus four, plus five, plus five, consistently. Lots of top tens there through the summer into the fall um, come back in the first there at the century. Didn't hit the ball very good at really didn't hit the ball good at all. Uh, at the century, maybe a little bit of rust over the last couple months taken off, but, um, got the ball up and down, putted good. 
look, he comes over here to to he comes over here to um, Honolulu, and he drives the ball like he did at Century, and he gets back to hitting his irons like he was. JT Poston can win. Uh, there's no doubt about it. So I'm with you. That's why I texted you. I said, okay, so what is your I, – I had a feeling we might be kind of going down the sand path, and we were. So I'm going to give you post. All, All right. right. But um, I'm going to go to Chris Kirk. You know, I, I'm Ooh. first look here. I'm going to Chris Kirk. And, look, win equity, sign me up. I don't think this guy's going to be tired. I guarantee it. He went home, had a bowl of cereal, got some sleep. And uh, it's all systems go. He's back at it. He's going to a course where he's got two top threes in the last three years. Um, you know, Chris Kirk is hitting uh, on all cylinders right now. He's just solid. You know, he just drives the ball in front of him. I think his iron game, I think, has been steadily improving. He was positive two and a half there at Century. But the putter was on fire. You know, it was it was on fire, positive 10. And look, I don't think he's going to go positive 10, nor do I think he needs to. Uh, but this is a great golf course for him. Forget about last week. This is a great course for him. Good iron player. Um, is a, is a solid putter. I think he keeps the mojo going on these little slower Bermuda greens. And I think Chris Kirk, very good chance to go back to back. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, he shot eight under on Sunday to win by one. So as far as I'm concerned, and, and here's a guy, you know, that, doesn't do any of the extracurricular stuff. I mean, he's out, he's over there on vacation, yes, but he, I mean, he's a, he's there to go to work. I mean, that guy, if you want to trust a guy that's putting in the time in between the two weeks and he's not going to get distracted by, you know, celebrating too much with his friends or whatever, like this, mm-hmm. this has always been a good time of year for Chris Kirk. Sony, Amex, you know, Pebble. I mean, these are the types of places. His wedge game is elite, beyond yep. elite. And he's a good putter. So if you know that, and the guy can go nuclear scoring-wise, I mean, he was just, what, 50 under there at the century? You know, I mean, it's like, look at these places he's going. Average winning score here is, you know, 18 to 20 under par. So on a tight golf course. So he's going to have to throw up, you know, another 23, 24 birdies to win this thing because there'll be some bogeys this week, you know? And and, you know why he likes this place? Yeah. One of the reasons why it sets sets up for his game because he's not one of the longest, so he can keep it in front of him and let his wedge game go to work. But you mentioned those little right to left dog legs. Oh, I mean, four of the last five off the tee. And one, and the one that's not a right to lefter is the par three 17th. So 14, 15, 16, and 18, all. Hard right to left dog legs, and he's a slinger. Right, you know to left who can herself. you know who can hit that little patented baby draw like we look something like we call Operation Baby Draw here. This boy can he can sling a little baby draw in there. Scott Hamilton is a longtime coach. Yep, um, is going to be yep. joining the podcast on Thursday, and I, and I promise you, if you like breakdowns and you like the inside of how players train and you like coach speak, you won't want to miss this one. Scott's one of my favorites, and uh, I've I've been exchanging texts with Scott and you know you look at Chris Kirk on the bottom that was 10 years ago and you look at it at the top and your initial eye you'd be like uh, I mean I'd have to kind of look a little closer to see what's going on there but you know it's one of the things that you that you see with players that they clean up is how they turn and kind of get themselves stacked up like the the upper center the top button and the belt buckle which is your lower center, the belt buckle. And you can see on the top left, like you can see that 
that lower center kind of moves a little bit more to his right in the backswing, and that upper center stays a little bit more on top of it. And then in transition, when he falls, you can see those two points, upper center and lower center, are pretty much on top of each other. And then as he goes down and hits it, there's just a natural little side bend. When you look at the bottom, and you, and you start looking at that bottom from the left over there, just starting down in transition on the downswing, you can see how that lower body kind of slides out from underneath him a little bit more. And that seems like a subtle thing, but learning how to get your upper center and lower center to turn and get kind of stacked up and then get it a little bit like that in transition, all of those things matter in compression. And the one thing that Chris Kirk relies on is he hits what we call a trap draw. He'll use that little... Um, he'll use his attack angle, hit down on it, trap it, path a little bit out to the right, body's rotating through, and it's just this consistent little like, you know, three yards to the right, drawing back two yards. I mean, it's just over and over and over again. So we'll we'll get into that more with Scott, but that this is an interesting little breakdown, and I think um, something he's been learning on, he's been working on over and over, and you look at that, and he's like, wow, that took him 10 years. Well, that's just the simplicity that Scott kind of keeps it with Chris. And um, clearly, it's worked as they've won six times together. Chris Kirk, I think, um, will keep the six good putting going. Six times, yeah, six times. Six. Xander's your boy. Xander's won seven. Yeah, so stop, I'm just stop saying. it, stop it, stop it. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm not. All I'm right. not letting that. I'm not letting that gain okay. any momentum this year. Okay. okay. Not whatsoever. All right. Yeah, so, I don't want. I don't want Stefano hunting me down on four <laughs> out there. So that's. So those are. Uh, some first looks there. And of course, you know, you got Oberg there at 16, Fitzpatrick at 18, and Hatton at 18. I mean, look at that. Those are the three guys that have never played here before. Just what you said. Yeah. And those are the three long or the three shortest odds going into this. I'm passing on all three. Last five years, pre tournament, average winner, plus 4,700. Last 10 years, it moves all the way. To plus 4,900, right? We got to get in the middle of the board. And the reason we got to get in the middle of the board is because this is where the winner is going to come from. It's probably somewhere in the 30 to 60 range. And you got some names up in here that are going to cause a lot of conversation over the course. I mean, here we go. We're going to talk about Eric Cole. You've got Sahith coming off just a fantastic week for him. Ben on, right? He's off the suspension. Ben on had an incredible year last year. Got the long putter back out. Denny McCarthy, Harris English, Siwoo Kim, your defending champ, Brendan Todd, you know, throwing clubs. But you know what? He's a perfect fit for this place. Justin Rose. I mean, right there in the middle, you you have got, and these all these guys are between like 35 and, and 50, right? There's a lot of names there. So for me, okay. you know, it, it's, it's one of those things where Siwoo won this thing last year. Cause he ball struck the heck out of it and yep. he was basically average at putting. So are we going to go down that road again? And are we going to say that like a Corey Connors or a guy like that could do that? Or are we just, are we going to stick with the, the putting modus operandi around this place? And is it going to be Eric Cole or Denny McCarthy or Harris English? Who are you buying and selling on here in the middle of the board? Well, I'm going to sell on. Thagala, who was in the mix last week. Uh, last week, that course much better for Sahith with the room off the tee. Uh, I'm going to pass here. I do like where Ben on is going. I do. Um, I, I think 
good things are on the horizon for Ben on. Is it here? I don't know. I'm willing to take a top 20. You know how I feel about Denny. I'm going to pass here, though, even though he's a great putter. But I already played Harris English, and I like Harris here. Um, I, I think Harris, we know, is a great putter. I think his ball striking is very, very close to getting back uh, to what we have seen out of him when he was winning. We saw him win at Century, um, what, a couple years ago? And yep. um, and so I think, you know, Harris has kind of worked through some things uh, with his coach, Justin Parsons. I was texting with him and changed up a couple things, a little sideways. I think they're past that now. I see good things coming from Harris English. I like him here in Hawaii um, at 40 to one if I had to kind of, you know, where I did. But th- that's that's my guy in the middle of the board. If I had to go a second, you know, I, it's this Andrew Putnam keeps staring at me. You know, he's got um, he's got the skill set there. here. I haven't bet him yet, but he's a guy that kind of fits here, doesn't he? Oh, big time. For sure. I'll get back to Harris for a second, though. Okay. He's played there 11 times, three top 10s. Stroke average is just like a smidge over 68. It's a par 70. So um definitely fits the mold here for me. Georgia Bulldog has the win <laughs> equity. I think everybody um, went to Georgia at this point. I, I mean, I mean, if, if if you're looking at like wins over the last five years, I mean, there's a ton of them. Um, now you got to hear one in the booth all the time, too, with Kisner. It's going to be uh, yeah. it's going to be fun. Uh but overall, uh, everything about what Harris English was doing in the, in the late fall, um, getting healthier, getting better. Um, yep. 2023 wasn't nearly as good as 2022, but definitely a really talented guy and a guy that can, it's perfectly suited for a place like this, especially with Bermuda grass greens and the way he puts it and, and doesn't have to really stretch. You know, like you talked about Ben on briefly there. Ben on to me seems like a breakout guy for like farmers. Because yeah. he's such a good mm-hmm. ball striker, but a power ball striker. And maybe the putter, a la Zalatoris or Luke List, doesn't need to be, like, perfect there, right? Whereas, like, you know, Ben On's going to have to go through the same blueprint that Siwoo went through last year. And I just don't see two years in a row of a guy that can't necessarily get super hot with the putter winning here. You know, you go back through the list of all the people, Nah and, and Smith and, you know, it's – they're, they're mostly really good putters. Kuchar is another one, you know? So, um, I, I think I, I like where your head's at there. Um, yeah, I'm skipping over Thagala. Um, Siwoo's not defending. Brendan Todd is interesting. Again, yeah. the length of the golf course, he's a plotter. Um, look at the places he's won, you know, a place like Mayakoba, where, which is much, very much like this. You, you got to put the ball in play off the tee. Um, don't have to be crazy long. You just have to be super positional. And uh, then, you know, you got to be able to putt. So um, I, I'm with you on Harris there in the middle. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm also wondering, and I, here's another question for you. When is Eric Cole going to win? <laughs> or is he going to win? Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, if, if Eric Cole drives it reasonably well, reasonably, yeah. he can win here. There's no doubt. No doubt. Um, I worry a little bit off the tee with Eric here, though. And, but you know, the rest of his game is so damn good. Yeah. So can he now, keep the ball in front of him? Uh, these right to left dog legs, a little concerning for me with him. Um, but yeah, I think the, 
God, just based off his stats and watching him, I mean, it, it just feels like there's a win that has to happen. I I passed on him here, and I'll tell you two names before I forget, because people Go. that follow people that follow the show they know I I'm I've been kind of pushing McCarthy out there to get his first win, and we almost got him there. You know, we were close a couple times last year. Yeah. Uh, he scared the daylights out of me last week. He didn't look good at all. His iron game was a mess. Um, and his putter was not good. And when Denny McCarthy's putter is not good, that's a red, red yeah. flag. And the other one is Keegan Bradley. He didn't look good. Uh, man, his putter just looked awful. So those are two guys oh. I was looking at kind of coming in as we get, as we stretch down the board. You know, Keegan's at 60. I think McCarthy's right around 40. Those guys scared me last week. And, um, and Cam Davis, I was big on him coming out. Um, do I go back? Do I jump back on him? Um, I'm probably not. Probably yeah. not going to. So Harris is my boy in the middle of the board, and I'm and I'm I'm going to look pretty hard at Putnam too. We'll see. I'm going to tie a bow on the Eric Cole conversation for you, right? Everybody's Keith. How about the driver? How about getting the ball in play? He was runner up at the Zozo. That's a bowling alley. Yeah, and you got to be longer there than you need to be at YLA. Yeah. So let's just not discount. Eric Cole, because of the whole driver conversation consistently throughout the year, you get a shorter golf course where he can scramble a little bit and he, he's primarily going to use his wedge game and his putter. I think he's going to be very relevant this week. And, um, he's played there before. So we checked that box and he played century. So he's checked that box. Uh, the odds are right that, right in that middle tier. Yep. You know, yeah, we're starting number. Yeah, we're starting to find some trends here. Yeah, because you know he goes back to Cognizant or something, you know, down there at uh, PGA National, and then the guy's like a top five favorite. I, that's not Eric Cole's land. Eric Cole yeah. is a you know thirty five to seventy guy, depending on yep. what kind of event he's in, and that's where we're going to get him, and that's where we're going to like you know double your pleasure. You know, it's it's it, that's where we're going to hit it. Um, further down the board, so when you say Keegan's not good with the putter, that doesn't overly scare me because um, you know. He's a, he's known for his ball striking, but when you say Denny's not good with the putter, um, you know, it's funny. I didn't pay much attention to Denny and there's, that's probably why, uh, last week because he yeah, just wasn't week. relevant. Bad. I, yeah. yeah, I just, I just wasn't there. Um, I bet him on Saturday head to head and he lost badly. Um, so I was happy with that, but, um, yeah, he just wasn't, it just wasn't, uh, and he, it was good. He was good at RSM and he hadn't played all fall. So that's kind of a surprise. So I think that's a good cautionary tale there. Um, question for you. Akshay. Is this guy we have to pay attention to a lot? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Because um, he's not, he's like in the 7K range down there for, you know, DraftKings. So um, he's 70 to 1. And he was, I mean, yes, he didn't have a good Sunday. But, I mean, he has this, if he's, he's known for his ball striking. This is a ball striker's place. Yeah, you got to putt too. Maybe he's not the greatest putter, but seventy to one for Akshay. Well, he was a good putter last week. He was he was uh, positive six at Century. Yeah. Um, approach game pretty solid. You know, Akshay just Akshay just feels like he's kind of got it all. Um, there's something there about him. You know, he he, he you watch him and he's he's impressive. Yeah. Um, and very much so. You know, he he's. There's some eye candy there. There's something there. Like when he's on the screen and you're, and you're watching him play golf, it's like, that's, that's it. You know, that's something, that's something different. You know, like that's not yeah. in all due respect, that's not Ben Griffin. 
Um, you know, that's no. not Kevin Kisner, who, in all due respect, right? Like, it just looks different. It looks um, explosive, powerful. It, it looks like he's 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 kind of tuning in the um, the nuance and the precision. He's a young man, yeah. and uh, he's learning courses. And so, yeah, I do think we're going to have to pay attention to him. Is he over talented? Probably, Probably not. not. Probably, Probably not. not right now. Uh, but there's something there. I mean, 14th at the century is a great start uh, to the season. And this is a guy that, uh, you know, when you look at his end of his season last year in the fall, this is a guy that was making every single cut. Um, yeah. You know, the only cut he missed was Fortnite. Yeah. That's it. And so he's making every single cut. He's playing the weekend. He's getting reps. He's in the fire. He's getting comfortable. And I just feel like all that's going to pay off. Does it? Is it here? I'm probably not going to go here for Akshay, but he's definitely well, no. to answer your question. He's he's definitely um, he's definitely someone to answer your question that we have to look at. I, I'll tell you the other one, um, man. If there's anybody that there's two guys that if they learn how to putt, they're going to be unbelievable. Oh, I, one I know where Scheffler. you're going here. We talked about we talked about Scheffler, and, and I've already made my prediction of six wins. And yeah. the other one's Luke List. Okay, so huh. if you're telling me Luke List is going to be an above average putter and you're going to give me a hundred to one, then you're going to get my money. Oh, he's my bomb for sure. You're going to get my 100%, money. 100%. <laughs> 100%. He was, he was 17th in the field last week at century with, with good players in putting. He was over a positive stroke putting. Hello. I know. I know. Hello. Yeah. If that happens, you've got, Sanderson Farms, you've got, I mean, and he's been like that all fall. You know, you, the, I mean, he is, he is prototype for this place. I know. Because I know. much like, much like Ludwig, he could pull out the driver on a lot of these holes and just put it right down the middle. And then he's going to hit it to, to 12 feet, you know, all day. He just needs to make half of them, you know, and, and he's shown that he can do it right now, which is, and it, at that long number, Right now he's on the board at ninety to one. I mean, read the line we had him at when he won Farmers at ninety to one. So for me, that that is an eerily, eerily significant number and one that uh, I bet him gets a click. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Hundred percent. I'm in. Like I, I, I'm in. Luke Less. I'm looking at putting stats. I'm in. Okay. Wow. All right. All six. I need to see. All I need to six, see. Six. Six top twenty fives in his last seven starts. Yeah. Pretty good. As you as yeah. we keep pushing down, right? And all right. Oh, we're going we, deep. Yeah, yeah. And there's Billy Horschel at a hundred. You know, Grio, you know, is going to be feisty here, probably at a hundred. Yeah. Um. Montgomery, surprising was, I think T12 here last year. Not going to bet him, uh, but he's kind of yeah. fallen off his game from where it was. I think at the beginning of the year last year versus. This year, uh, Eckrote had a good outing here last year. He's at 125. Yeah. Alex Smalley, speaking of those that need to learn how to putt, 125. Huh. There's there's Davis Thompson hoping that he could keep the Georgia Bulldogs' way of winning at some point this year, 150. And I need to mention Gary Woodland, who's back from brain surgery, at 150 to one. Yeah, and I'm sure is going to have some rust. I'm sure is just happy to be out there competing. 
Um, but we know Gary Woodland can strike the golf ball and it'll be fun to see him get back out there and, and get his, uh, and get his season going and feeling healthy in the whole bit. So we keep stretching down. Now we're getting into some of these guys that, uh, that, you know, McIntyre, who's never played here before. Some of these other guys, Pendrith, uh, you know, I think Vincent Whaley, you mentioned Akshay. Do we need to pay attention to this guy week in a week out? We do. I think Whaley's going to work himself onto that board too. I really do. I think Whaley. Whoa. Whoa. Vincent Whaley's going to, he's going to work himself up the board here. I'm not going there this week, but I'm just saying he's a guy that uh, I'm putting out there. Well, he's been back and forth between Corn Ferry and PGA Tour over the last couple of seasons. So it would be nice for him to remain on the PGA Tour all season. And, and it's, it's going to be interesting to see how that all pans out this year because where Akshay has a huge advantage last week and, and playing well in one of those signature events with a huge purse, that gives him a, 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 a an edge over the Vince Whaley's of the world as far as getting closer and closer to that top 50 and getting into more signature events, mm-hmm. right? Versus Vince has got to do something like top 10 here and then top 10 at Amex, you know, in order to even get close to that Aon top five or whatever is the next thing that gets you into um, like Pebble and then Genesis. And I mean, cause they're going to have all this upward and downward movement for that last, for that bottom, like 10 to 15%. Um, so I, that's an interesting call, you know, and, well, and it's, it'd be interesting to see how they, how these, how the schedule plays out into all that too. Yeah, I get that. I'm not saying it's going to happen in the first couple. I'm just saying that I think I like the direction of Whaley. I like the fall mm-hmm. that I saw from him. Um, I know he's not there yet, but I think he is a guy that was going to get there. And yeah. uh, I like his game. I think he's moving in the right direction. He, like to your point, he's been up and down, you know, on the tour. So he kind of knows what he's up against. And I, and I just, I think this time around, it can be very different for him. Now, you know, my guy last year that I mentioned was Davis Thompson. He, you know, yeah. he kind of, he showed some signs, but I think in all for intents and purposes, Davis Thompson last year probably didn't feel great about his season. Um, I, yeah. I kind of expect a little more out of him, especially how great of a driver he is of the ball. I thought he's got a great head on his shoulders, but look, it doesn't always happen right out of the gate. Sometimes you have to get knocked down a little bit and get back up. And, you know, you go down, play at a few Corn Ferry Tour events, and then come back up and these kinds of things. So it's it's the way it is in professional sports, not just golf. We've seen it um, in, in other sports, too. So uh, but yeah, so I think so I think he's a guy to, to look at, you know, another guy that just kind of fallen down the board going the other way that. Gosh, is he going to get it back? Is is Davis Riley and and where is Maverick McNeely? I mean, these are a couple guys. Wow. These are a couple guys, Keith. And, and I'll finish here because now we're down in the two hundred to one. But these are a couple guys that tinkered with their swings and went down a path and and just didn't work out. I mean, it didn't work out. They went backwards. And so, where are these guys at? You know, coming into the season, I'm not going to bet them this week. Uh, but I, I think where Akshay's on the way up. I think Whaley's on the way up. You've got a couple other guys that we've seen up there. Davis Riley, of course, played last week because he won um, where? He Zurich. Won in, in Zurich. Yeah, team, part team event. Team event. Yeah. Um, but, you know, where are those guys at? To me, they're kind of on the way down. Well, I think that, you know, McNeely's coming off that medical, the extended medical break. But he's a guy that has to press early this year because he yep. needs to earn a certain amount of points or money or however that works out or 
I don't know, sponsorship whatevers. But uh, he, he's got to press early, and this is a good spot for him. You know, you don't have to be super long. You got to be a good putter. Um, Mav fits all of that if he's up and running. Um, down there at the bottom of the board, there's a name that's going to pop up a lot. You're going to hear. So, you know, I, we're going to feel, we're going to, you know, jump into that pool too. And that's Hayden Buckley. He's played good here two years in a row. <laughs> yep. Um, one of the reasons why is that the guy stripes it off the tee. So when you go to places like here or, you know, Hilton Head or something like that, you're going to see the Hayden Buckleys of the world show up because he's going to consistently put himself in play and there's not going to be a lot of pressure there. Uh, one name for me down near the bottom. Let me guess. And here's a guy you, you were, go ahead. Badly. No. Badly. Okay. No, no, but, but, um, not an American. So you're close there, but a young guy, he won last year and all fall. I've been kind of playing this guy in head-to-head matchups, and he's really good at scoring on weekends. And that, to me, has always been a sign of like, all right, there's getting through the cut, and that means you belong. But then you get on the weekend, and a lot of the guys, you know, they they throw out the anchor, and they kind of s- slow down because they're not your, you know, your top 30 guys on the leaderboard type of guys, right? Mm-hmm. But one one person I would keep an eye on early in the season here, and he's been trending all fall, is Nico at Chavaria, right? Just keep an eye on him for me, right? He's probably a good top 40 play this week. Um, I'll definitely be looking at him live. But last year, he finished 12th here. And he's had a reasonably good fall for a guy that nobody knows. So it, it's easy for us to go, oh, yeah, Luke List, or oh, yeah, yep. you know, these names that, you know, you start pulling out these names. But, like, where where's the next Eric Cole coming from? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've mentioned some some people that could be candidates, right? But when I look at the trends of how guys play, and when then, you know, I also saw him at Sea Island. I also, I also need to see them live. And you know, I'm out there all the time and I'm going to be traveling soon. And as the tours get, both tours get going and we get back to the mainland, um, I saw him play and I was kind of, it was like when I saw Oberg hit it at Sea Island for the first time live. And I was like, Oh, okay. I was like, I, this is good. Right. But Nico was impressive to me. Oh yeah. Yeah, I know the guy who took that video. Oberg. Oh, yeah. Yep. Not Aberg. Yep. Oberg. There he yeah. is. Face on. Now, Nico's, Nico's, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Yeah. And Ke- so Nico, no, he's, he's 400 to one, and so is Kisner. 400 to one. I, this isn't a win pick. This is, we're at that time of year where it's very difficult to handicap. We're using a lot of trends, folks, in order to come away with a positive card. I did it last week. We're going to do it again this week, but we're going to do it by relying upon, you know, looking at all of these things that we looked at all fall because you just can't make all your money on Scotty Scheffler because, first of all, you're not going to get the odds. And second of all, he's not here this week. So who, <laughs> who are we going to grab? And, it, right. you know, Webb Simpson and Matt Kuchar aren't walking through that door forever. We need to find new versions of those guys at this place. And um, we've given you plenty of them today. Good stuff. Yeah, really good show. Uh, we'll finish with this. How, how'd kids do uh, in the booth? You in? You out? I saw your tweet. You got a little pushback there when, from. <laughs> oh, God. Well, <laughs> well, well, that that didn't have to do with Kisner. But no. I was so pumped up 
for hey, I'm a golf geek, folks. So yeah. you make fun of me all you want, but I, my life has all been revolved around golf. I I just love it, right? It's been good to me. Uh, you know, I was scrubbing hooks when I was like 14 years old, 13 years old. You know, just just loving being at the golf course. So, um, when I'm all fired up and ESPN Plus comes on and Andy North is the analyst, I'm like, oh my god! I mean, give me Travis Fulton, give me anybody with some yeah. energy, right? Now, yeah, I, Andy North is a fantastic human being and he's a wonderful golf storyteller. But I just need more these days, right? And then at the same time. We got this guy, Jersey Jerry, who's got tens of thousands of people watching him in a live stream that's not on any cable network that anyone at the villages can find, right? The guy's just streaming this thing. And for 37 hours, a 100 plus, you know, score golfer is captivating the whole golf world. And I'm saying to myself, we got Annie North and we got Jersey Jerry. Like, can somebody give me something in between? And so I sent that tweet out just to say, hey, and you know what? Kisner is Kisner is the connective tissue. And yeah, I thought that he did, yeah. I th- I thought he did a good job being respectful of the post. It was obvious to me that he had he was learning a lot and he took that very seriously. And mm-hmm. you know, NBC's plan this year is that they're gonna do three or four different guys for four to five weeks each, and then they're gonna make an announcement at the end of the year. So he's one of them. Jeff Ogilvie's another, who's another very thoughtful guy. Um, Luke Donald's another. I don't know if they decided on the fourth and the fifth one, but NBC's going to roll these guys out, and they're going to give us an opportunity to, man, to make, hopefully make some changes and, and and liven things up a little bit. Yeah, and, uh, no, I think it's, it's, would be the right direction. it's the right direction, no doubt. Uh, and uh, so um, answer your question, uh, one to ten, kids the first week, I'll give them um, seven and a half, yeah, which is a very good score. I'll give them a solid – Solid B, you know. Yeah, and, I think that's fair. Yeah, you know, we're, we're like I, we're, everybody's thirsty. I don't want to jump into like just because he's new. Oh, I, you know, I, I think you know he's going to get better as it goes, and you give him a little yeah. runway, and so yeah, I think seven and a half, eight is 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 right there. So I like the direction, trying new things, liven it up a little bit, and um, well, Chris Kirk comes away with his sixth win and probably his seventh, as I predicted. Ooh. Um, in Honolulu. All right, he's Keister at Red the Line. Thank you for being here. We'll be back next Tuesday. Thursday, uh, Scott Hamilton. Don't miss it. Deep dive instruction with one of the best. See ya. Aloha. <laughs> yes, sir.